You know, I said it in the last hour that one of the things that I see happening out there by just average, ordinary, everyday Americans is this growing, this rising wave of response, not just in aversion, but in outright action and willing to go public when fighting against critical race theory. Story after story after story of parents saying that we need to stand up as a country. People that are willing to step out into the the limelight, not because they want the limelight, but because they want the right things taught to our children. The Marxist approach was always and as a part of their overall strategy, an important part, to go after the youth. So on Flag Day, when we talk about uh, the importance of the idea, what that flag represents, realize that separating the youth from the idea of who we are as a country, and rather than teaching them to to think, indoctrinating them into what to think, is an effective strategy. Sam Sorbo has been on the show many times. He will be on the show many times to come. And when it comes to fighting back, to defeating these critical race theorists in, in front of the public, in an argument, or on media, Sam, you're one of the best. And it's not just because we're friends and I like you, but you really stand up and go out there unabashedly and just take it head on. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, here's the thing. I stand on the side of truth. Critical race theory is a lie. Critical race theory is racism. And, in fact, I love what um, David Rubin on Twitter, there was somebody who tweeted, you know, conservatives don't even, can't even define, or I defy conservatives to define critical race theory. And so he tweeted back, um, shut up, whitey. There, I did it. Because that's really what it represents. It, it represents, and by the way, it is the worst kind of ideology. It's not just a, a bad ideology that, you know, hopefully they'll get it figured out and they'll, and they'll come around to the truth at some point. No, it is an abject lie, and they are very busy indoctrinating our children into that lie. And that is, I, and we're seeing more and more parents stand up in schools um, and, and castigate their school boards but folks it's too late if your child comes home and thinks that you're a racist because your the skin the color of your skin is white your child is a racist and is being trained as a racist a social justice warrior person and so parents need to that yes they need to get involved and they need to uh make a stand and they really need to get their kids out of public schools these days but in some cases they can't and the challenge is in the numbers here, you know, whether it's homeschooling charter and you need to find the right one, no matter what it is. And look, even in some circumstances where there are good public schools in this country, the problem is what's being inserted there. So, Sam, for the parent who doesn't have an option, right, they're zip coded. They may not have the financial means, whatever the reason, you know. I believe in putting out the right information while we counter and fight publicly. What we're doing with the Black History Project, for instance, to teach real history, inclusive history, yeah. it's not enough. So to that parent, 
how do you offer them, uh, you know, some kind of hope and a strategy and things they can do? Well, okay. So, uh, so I push back gently against the, some parents have no choice because if you think that your children are getting some sort of education outside of the indoctrination, you're wrong. That's the problem. They're not getting the education. We think, well, you know, schools teach, they don't, they indoctrinate. In fact, the schools have taught us uh, to raise our hands when we want to ask a question. That is tantamount to don't ask questions. Don't question leaders. Don't question your superiors. Um, don't question. That's what that is. And education is actually the opposite of that. Education should be engaged in questioning everything. Um, I remember when, when I had, uh, I, look, when I started home educating my kids, I, was, I felt completely inadequate to the task. I was terribly insecure. And so eventually I put them back into a small school. And I did this kind of thing where, you know, I was very involved as a parent. And so in the first six weeks, I went in to talk with the teacher to make sure that, you know, I was holding up my end because, you know, the parents are supposed to do work with the kids. So you're not actually sending your kids to school to be educated you're sending them to school so that they come home with work that you have to do with them, right? You're being trained how to educate your children in, in, uh, in a certain manner, right? And so I went in to meet with the teacher, and she was a lovely gal, and she talked to me for like five minutes about how well-behaved my child was because her interest was in the behavior of my child. Her interest was not in how much my child was actually learning and how, and how firmly he was engaged in the pursuit of truth, beauty, and goodness, which is what education ought to be concerned with. And I sat there with this little voice in the back of my head saying, this is not why you're sending him to school. You know how well behaved he is. You've trained him to be behaved. Um, But, you know, she was all thrilled because she sat the worst behaved child next to him, hoping that my child would rub off on him. And in fact, that experiment worked. And I just sat there going, but this is not why I'm paying money to send my child here. And so I took them out again. So to parents who say, well, I can't educate, well, neither can the schools, okay? But every time you send your child into school that day, that school is getting money to indoctrinate your child from the state, from your tax dollars. And there is one way that parents can fight back, and that is keep your children home for a day. Keep them home for two days. Keep them home for eight days. Starve the schools of money so that they understand that we are serious about our fight back not just words. And I love all these parents that are going to the school boards and I I play them on my show because I'm so proud of these parents for at least standing up and saying, no, not on my watch, cut it out. But it's not going to be enough because now they've proven that the teachers out there, even when the school board says, okay, we're going to pull that book. We won't teach that book. The teachers say, well, I'll get a special copy and I'll have it in my classroom. And so the children will be exposed to masturbation at the at the ripe age of kindergarten we will be talking about uh, uh, anal sex with with the second graders and lubrication with the first graders etc i don't want to get too graphic they do and i just saw but we have to get graphic saying, we saying, have to get you? real about this sam because they're doing it they're, you're right That's they're right. doing it and you can't they do you know, not you've heard... thing, david they don't have the best interests of your child in mind period full stop so if the babysitter if you find out that the babysitter is a child molester or you find out that the babysitter likes to smoke pot 
Let's just do something banal, right? Your babysitter likes to smoke pot. So she obviously isn't taking necessary responsibility for your kids. Are you going to drop your kids off at her house? No. That's, That's the answer. An easy answer. What, let's talk about, you know, and a lot of people listening out there, and I know you talk about this a lot on your show, The Sam Sorbo Show, which, by the way, if you want to find out anything and everything about Sam besides Google or some search engine or DuckDuckGo, just go to samsorbo.com. But let's talk about what, how people can affect what you're talking about. Because, like you said, when you started, <laughs> what am I doing you know, how do I do this? A lot of parents face that fear, and it's that first step that, that you know, they need to take resources, help, not just in your articles, books, and on your show, but real world. What can a parent do? Where do they go? So I love that question, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying the reason that parents feel inadequate is because they've been trained, they've been schooled, because they went to school. Our schools are getting it not not just a little bit wrong. Our schools are 180 degrees wrong. You should not feel incompetent to teach your children. You should not be feeling that way. The reason you're feeling that way is because you went to school. And so if you love your children, don't send them to the same institution that taught you to feel completely inadequate to the education of a, of a, of a first grader, second grader, third grader, fifth grader. There's no reason that you should feel that way except you're not educated, you're schooled. It's that simple. Second, if you want resources, uh, go to my website, samsorba.com, but there are plenty. All you have to do is Google homeschooling. You'll find a ton of resources. The one thing that I caution parents is, please do not then homeschool K-12 with your kids. That's the public school system. You're just bringing it home. It's going to be very frustrating. It's going to be misleading. It is not engaged in education. And so parents really need to, need to sort of galvanize themselves and read up on uh, uh, classical education. What, what is education? Education should be teaching the, the, the discernment of truth, beauty, and goodness. It should be looking for truth. And it should engage the child's natural curiosity. Why is it that when we graduate school, we feel like, oh, my gosh, education is so hard. I don't want to crack another book ever again. It's because we're doing it wrong. They're beating, they're beating us with education over our heads, and they're schooling us to basically hate asking questions, hate discovering truth. But in fact, they're teaching the opposite of truth. They're teaching lies. They're teaching that truth doesn't exist. They're teaching that there is no objective truth. When we know intrinsically, we know that that's a lie, and yet, because they, because they have the degrees and they have the letters after their names and they have the titles, and we've been trained, we've been schooled, don't question your elders, don't question authority, don't question your leadership, right? Anthony Fauci came forward and gave us all kinds of advice on the economy. Nobody questioned him because he had some authority. We never questioned his authority over the economy. He's, he's a medical doctor, and I question that myself personally, but... But, you know, we're, we're trained and we have to break out of that, that miasma that has sort of taken over and, and fight on behalf of our children because they are, they're the future. We have to fight on their behalf. Sam Sorbo, my guest. Uh, again, samsorbo.com for all information, including, including the books, and they're, they're a big help. You know, Sam, I, 
I love the fact that parents are sleeping out there and we see the stories, but there's other things that need to be done. And I don't, I don't trust our elected officials. I don't care at any level to be effective. <laughs> I'm not saying there, I'm not saying there aren't some good people out there because I think it would be wrong to say that there are, I know a number of them, their parents too, they would like to do something, but as a body, our elected officials are not the solution to me. Yes, they can do things that are important. You know, I've worked for years to get laws changed to free up the ability to provide access to programs if you're homeschooling, other things, fights with charter schools, uh, specialty, whatever it is. So that's a part of it. So stepping aside from that, what else can what else can be done? And and are there organizations out there that you trust? to actually go and help parents learn how to educate their kids properly? Yes. Uh, so I pursue classical conversations. It's a homeschool co-op. Uh, it's, they've got a great uh, program, frankly. And um, it's, it's where a lot of my information, uh, where I gleaned a lot of my information because the classical method of education is the method of engaging the child's spirit and, um, and natural curiosity and, and basically finding it. So children are a gift, right? And, and yet we send them away from ourselves. You don't, you, don't get, you don't get a gift and then give it to somebody else to open. But that's what the education system in the United States encourages us to do. And now they're pushing for pre-K. They want the children cradle to grave because they know they can enslave them. And, you know, give, give uh, Lenin, Stalin, uh, Hitler, they all said it. Give me your children for a few years and I'll own them for a lifetime. And that's what we're doing. Why is it that we feel inadequate and, and why is it that you don't trust leadership? Well, we, we shouldn't. Actually, the government in this nation, the government should not be engaged in education. It, it, that's also oppositeville, okay? Because why? Because in this nation, we have, a, we have a government that is of the people, by the people, and for the people, wherein the power resides with the people, okay? And the government has no interest in allowing people to understand that they retain the power because the government wants the power. That's why this, this sort of drift towards socialism, wherein the government makes all the decisions, the government runs your life, the government controls everything, and you will stay home and you won't go out and you'll wear a mask and you have to get the shot, etc. all of this stuff, because the government is now in control because they've schooled us for so long to not understand the great gift of the founding documents of this nation. And they've schooled us to mistrust the founding documents of this nation. And now it's gone all the way, to bring it full circle, it's gone all the way to critical race theory, where now they're engaged in teaching us that not only are, is this nation bad, it's intrinsically bad. It's bad from the 1619 Project. But honestly, if the 1619 Project teaches that this nation started with a slave ship arriving on the shores, which it blatantly didn't, there was no, no notion of a new nation when the first slave ship arrived here and the first black man bought the first slave in the United States of America. Um, the, 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 the idea that, that that is the start, then why don't we say that Christopher Columbus founded the nation? And, and in that case, then the nation was founded as a Christian nation because he was on a missions trip. You know, the whole thing is so absurd. They're, they're trying to change history. They can't change history because there is a truth. And so the parents, 
when, when you look at all of that and you add all of that up and you understand your own inadequacy as, a, as an adult and you went through the education system, you have to understand what an abject failure the United States education system has been and do not sentence your children to it, but set them free and trust that they have the curiosity and the natural ability to pursue things that they want and then meet them there and help them in those pursuits. And so, yes, I do classical conversations, but there are plenty. There's Veritas Press that's online that also in, engages in classical education, and there are plenty others. Um, there's now, uh, I'm, I'm affiliated with a couple of different groups. Mom, Moms for America is engaging moms in understanding the power that they retain and the power that they ought to retain in the, in the education and the upbringing of their children and in saving this nation. Um, there's also Moms for Liberty, which is a group that's been inspired because of all the critical race theory and all the sex education and everything that's coming down the pike towards kids in our classrooms. And so those moms are gathering together, and it includes dads too, but she just called it Moms for Liberty. It's growing like wildfire. They're in 30 states in less than five months. It's crazy because so many parents are waking up to this now. And I'm, I'm so heartened because, yes, we need parents to run for school boards. We need to, we need to take back the schools, absolutely. But, but there's so much more work to be done on top of that. And so I, I support all of it because it takes all kinds. We all have to come together and get this done. That's how this nation was founded, and that's how this nation will survive and prosper. Um, so Moms for Liberty, Moms for America. And then there's also, we have to understand that the unions are running the show. The unions are running the show, and one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful union that we have in, in this uh, nation is the teachers' union. They do not work on behalf of children, and they do not work on behalf of, of parents. That we have to under- so intrinsically, they're already compromised, just like the government is compromised when it engages in education. We need to shut the Department of Education down. This should not be a national concern. This should be a local concern, entirely local. And schools should be set free from the unions. And so my understanding is that if you have 50% plus one uh, teacher in your community that does not want to be in the union, you can kick the union out of your community. So you can go, I, I think if you go to Moms for Liberty, uh, you'll be able to find more information about that. Also Moms for America, because these, these gals are joining together um, to, to create a network so that there's some support and some um, knowledge that, that can be shared among these communities. If you can kick the union out, then you can control your school board. If you don't kick the union out, the union trains your school board, they train your superintendent, and basically they get rubber stamped. And unfortunately, we have a bunch of commies who have run for school board um, this happened back in, in um, L.A. when I was living in L.A. They, our school board was basically run by communists, and they insisted that the pornography stay in the classroom. And that puts teachers at risk. So teachers need to be put on notice. Your, your livelihoods are being put at risk by the policies that your union supports. Because when you put porn in the classroom, then how is the teacher going to have a meaningful discussion about the, about the work? Uh, that, that, that adequately de- or, you know, uh, uh, more than adequately depicts the violent rape of a 12-year-old. How do you have a conversation with your children 
in the classroom about that and it not get into an area that puts your your livelihood at risk. Right? That's that's a you know what I hadn't thought of it in those terms. And you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. right. I don't blame the teachers in this, David. It's not their fault. They, uh, I mean, some of them, and, and I, I think I, I already said this, some of them have gone through the program, right? So they all went through these Marxist indoctrination centers of, of higher education that taught them how to teach this claptrap. Um, and so some of them are saying, well, I'll teach it anyway, specifically with uh, critical race theory, because they want the children to feel oppressed. Because then they, then they make very good victims, you see. If you're already oppressed, look, look what they've done. They've decimated the black community in this, in this nation. They've decimated it. They've destroyed black families. And they've, ta- they've taught these, the, uh, the black individual in this nation that they are oppressed and, and made victims of them. And that's why, you know, they vote by and large for the Democrats, because the Democrats are always saying, we're going to save you. It was the Democrats that oppressed them. It was the Democrats that said... To, um, to FDR, you can put in Social Security, but don't include uh, uh, domestic workers, which were predominantly black, and field workers, wh- who were predominantly black. It's the Democrat Party that has enslaved the blacks through, throughout the history of this nation. But that's not being taught in school. And if you don't teach it, it doesn't exist. They don't yeah. teach how they don't teach. I mean, OK, I'm sorry. I'm going on and on. <laughs> No, no, I, 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 come on. You and I have known each other way too long. <laughs> if people heard some of our private conversations, they would probably just, well, they'd probably just sit there with rapt attention. By the way, let me put in a plug for everyone out there. Uh, Words for Warriors, uh, Sam's latest book. Uh, it's how to fight back against the crazy socialist, the toxic liberal left. You, you got to get this book. I have it. I, I remember the day I opened it, Sam, and it's just you're a warrior. And I think people get that just listening to you now. Uh, just we've got to keep fighting in every way possible, in every corner possible. We've got to fight because that is our that is our future. All of us. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. And uh, keep fighting. I I just want to throw out, if you don't want to shop on Amazon, go to samsilba.com. Everything's available there. And uh, I'll even personalize it if you want. Um, So thanks for thanks for plugging the book. The book's doing really well. There's a lot of sarcasm in the book. So people are really enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) It is. is, And by the way, I'm with you on, you know, when I when I push books or, you know, how rarely over the years I interview authors or. I I, tr- I learned this a while back. I think it was a caller who said, you know, Amazon. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I've fallen into the trap. So I send them to the other booksellers or to the websites. You're right. We find every which way to spend our money the right way so that I'm divesting of the left as best I can. May not be able to get rid of them overnight, but we'll try. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks All right. So much. Sa- Talk to you soon. SamSorbo.com, podcast, show, books, and seriously, words for warriors. It will make, it'll make you angry. It'll make you laugh. It'll, it's a good book, not just because we're friends. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. I'll be right back.